0: Recorded live on Dementoradio.org, it's the Funny Music Podcast, brought to you by TheFunk.com, where you can download new free comedy songs twice a week. Now, here's your hosts,
1: Devo Spice and the great Luke Ski. Hey, Devo Spice. Hey, Luke Ski. We have both members of Power Salad in the house. Whoa! We, and we Captain Ambivalent. Uh,
2: ta-da! We have power and salad in the house. Um, Insane Ian is a little under the weather, not COVID-related, um, so but so he will not be joining us this evening, unfortunately. But uh, we are all here. Uh, welcome to episode 569 of the Funny Music Podcast from May 13th, 2021. New Evil Cola, you'll burp fire. So yes. <laughs> All right, so um, we're here. There's a lot of people. Let's do a thing.
3: Let's get caught up with what Devo and Luke have been up to since last week. Or else Devo, if Luke
4: failed and didn't show up. Hey. What? Oh, he's all right.
2: Oh. And uh, Wildcard, thank you for resubscribing to the Twitch channel. And Luke, what have you been up to?
1: Well, uh, this past Friday night, uh, myself and Kyle had a, uh, a, a movie night. Where we watched uh, two movies that we were we were talking about on the previous episode of Kyle and Luke Talk About Tunes, we watched Nothing But Trouble and the movie Freaked, uh, starring Alex Winter. And uh, rather than you know recap it all, I'll just say that we also uh, this week recorded the next episode of Kyle Luke Come uh, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Luke Talk About Tunes, which is coming out this Sunday. And uh, we kind of at the end of our episode do a quick like you know. Kyle gives his review of, of uh, You know mainly talking about Nothing But Trouble because he had never seen it at all before Well he hadn't seen either before but that was the one he was More like interested to See what the hubbub was So yeah you check that out this Sunday um,
2: I can't wait because I Love Nothing But Trouble I absolutely yeah, Adore like, that movie
1: <laughs> I don't know if I don't remember if I've like completely watched it Beginning to end since the first Time I saw it like it's kind of one of those things That I only kind of caught here and there and I don't Own it on VHS or DVD but I'll say, having rewatched it now, I do want to get it on either <laughs> DVD or Blu-ray, or at least you know buy it to own it digitally. Because if nothing else, just to sit there and watch the all the all the parts with Digital Underground in it, it's like it just gave me such warm feels. It was just so great. And there's what Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, Dan, yep. yeah, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, Chevy Chase, and Demi Moore. And it's it's like this weird junkyard apocalypse movie (laughs) (laughs) it starts off as the most straight-laced 80s comedy for like the first 10 minutes and then it makes a it it just goes off in weird directions but Chevy Chase um, rolls
2: through a stop sign and then gets sentenced to death and it goes downhill from there
1: (laughs) yeah it's bizarre um but yeah uh what was he gonna say oh um so um I'm working on, uh, on uh, pitches for the Cartoon Network shorts program. Uh, I have gathered a bunch of art. I actually, I, I made a bunch of color versions of art from my most recent um, uh, animatic that I made with, with the characters Deanna and Darius. So I'm going to be using that art as well as uh, I ran some of my more recent art of those characters past Kyle to see which ones he thought were good enough to use in a, in a pitch packet. Uh, uh, and he kind of gave me some notes on that so now i need to type up the copy that describes you know the overall premise of them and, and the specific short that i want to uh pitch to uh see if they'd want to make it um yeah so uh i mean i need it's, it's all but in my head you know for for weeks slash months slash you know over a year since i had the initial idea for this this thing um so uh so yeah so i'm gonna type that up tonight and try to See if I can get the like you know I'm gonna type up the copy I'm gonna send it to Kyle have him look it over to see if he has any thoughts or you know feelings on what I do because you know he knows this stuff better than I have I do whatever um and then uh and then if I get notes back from him, I'm gonna try to make my three page PDF pitch to send to them and hopefully get it sent off like tomorrow morning or something, and then i can then I can finally gather the info I need to get my taxes done. And then as soon as that's sent off to the person who's doing my taxes, I will start working on my next pitch and basically keep working on various pitch ideas for various, you know, shows and shorts until we hear that they aren't taking, uh, submissions anymore. So, but to me, getting this first one in is like the first big hurdle I need to overcome just so that if they, we suddenly hear that they've, you know, stopped taking submissions, at least I'll know I got one in there. Um, and, uh, (laughs) I'll just say this because i didn't I didn't get a chance to talk about this on either of the other two podcasts I've recorded this week. Oh, that's another thing. Carrie and I finally recorded enough segments for our new bad rapport, so uh, I don't know when I'll have the time to edit it, probably not for until like this coming you know i don't know middle of next week. I'll see if I have the time, but at the immediate moment, I don't have time to edit it, but <laughs> so the other night i um. I got I I made myself a plate of chicken nuggets and just you know like twenty chicken nuggets in the microwave, and I happened to have from um from uh, El Pollo Loco I had gone there, and usually they give you these like little teeny cups that you can put the salsa in uh, that are like just like big, but I guess they ran out of those cups, so I asked for salsa and they said well you, we're we can give it to you, but it's like in you know kind of the the size of what they put their proper guacamole in. You know, like these you know cups that are like, you know, yay big. So it was kind of like a little, (laughs) much more than a a thing. And I'm like, sure, yeah, give it to me. So I took it home and, uh, you know, there was plenty left over. So I decided I'm going to take these chicken nuggets. I'll get a fork, put them on the fork, and then like completely submerge them in this guacamole, you know, kind of a little bit spicy stuff. You know, kind of go, you know, to kind of let it drip off there and then just eat them. And I ate the whole plate and this was just before I went to bed and it was wonderfully tasty. So... That night between me going to bed and waking up the next day, I experienced more gas, both in forms of coming out of my mouth as burps and coming out of my butt as farts within, you know, a six hour period of time than I've ever experienced in my whole life. I don't know what's in that (laughs) apoyo Loco stuff and I've eaten it before with other things and I never experienced this, but it was just all night. I was like, you know, it wasn't like out of control, but I would like, Feel it feel the pressure build up And I just like wake up a little bit So that I could rip a fart and then try to fall back asleep And then I would wake up a little bit Like do a really loud like Barney from the Simpsons Belch and then fall back asleep And it was just bizarre I'm like I don't know what's happening to my Body <laughs> so uh, I guess what I'm saying is that it's very Fortunate for Erica that she isn't in the Apartment anymore to have Experienced that <laughs> 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 and And the aftermath I mean Hubert seems to have survived okay, but um, yeah, that was interesting as hell. <laughs> so that's that's my unique story of what happened to me this week. What have you done? Yay! Since the past week. <laughs>
2: um, well, I think I fixed the Fump website. I think um, I opened a new ticket with my host, and they, you know, they looked into it and they said, "Well, you've gotten six thousand hits this morning. I think the server is just being overloaded." And I was like, ah, we the site's not that busy." So, um, so I, I set up a new uh, distribution with a Cloudflare um, to, just to, to do some load balancing and stuff. And the site's been stable ever since. So maybe the thing, maybe that is the case. Um, but I'm starting to wonder because the fump was down, all my websites were down, MadMusic.com was down, and DrDemento.com was down, all pretty much at the same time. So, now I'm wondering if there was, like, somebody with, like, a grudge against comedy music launching a denial-of-service attack against all of us? I wonder who that would be. <laughs> I mean, no. We need to come up with somebody we can blame. Like, just I don't know, pick a name. Larry or something. Or like, damn it, Larry! You know, every every time Dog. something goes wrong, it's just Larry's fault. So. Dog. What was it? Dog. Dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dog hates comedy musicians. So, um, the other thing I did was I made a whole bunch of these. This is uh, the new B.S. de Resistance album. Uh, This is just a comp I made on regular paper. The actual ones are on really thick uh, cardstock. I mean, it's not really thick. It's the same cardstock I use for the FUMP albums and stuff. But when you get a 16-page booklet, it's tight going into that jewel case. So, Chris, I just want to confirm um you didn't want people to actually be able to take them out of the jewel case to read them right i mean it's no just no no all decorative. those words
5: tons of words and letters no 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 okay be so. like sandwiched in there
2: perfect so never
5: to be because when you do it's purely go
2: decorative like, so
5: it's gonna come out if you can get it it's gonna go blah like that you know
2: and you'll never get it back in so <laughs>
5: yeah
2: <laughs> this was my first 16-page booklet, and it it came out nice. It looks really nice, but uh, man, my arm is honestly sore from from using the the paper cutter.
5: <laughs> oh, the paper cutter.
2: The okay. paper cutter, yeah, because I had to like Bang. bear down on it to, to cut through all the paper. So.
5: Just just think of it as Marjorie Taylor Greene's neck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, Captain Ambivalent, welcome back. What have you been up to?
6: Thank you. Uh, I've been uh, trying to trying to finish mixing my next album as lawnmower season begins outside of Old Ambivalent Manor. <laughs> and um,
2: I know those pains.
6: <laughs> yes, yes, you all feel you all feel the pain. And uh, I got uh, moved into a new ambiva cave uh, just for this evening because I couldn't. Keep stealing Batman's 1966 Batcave anymore with a clean conscience?
2: <laughs> um, I like the new. I, I like the new ambivalent. Cave. It's nice.
6: Yeah, it's more. It's more. Uh, it's more me. I, I may. I can always improve it, but that's good. So yeah, that's about. That's about uh, it. I've been getting onto Twitter and stuff. Uh, cool. Actually, like trying to do publicity, which I am learning exactly how much I historically stink at. And, uh, you know, yeah. One of
5: us. One of us. One of us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All
2: right, so so Power Salad, what have you guys been up to? We have Power and Salad on the show tonight, so. This
5: is true. Hi, Craig, I haven't seen you in a long time. No, I, no,
2: how are you doing?
5: <laughs> I'm doing, yeah, that's, that's what it is. What are we doing? I have no idea. What did we do? Uh, I'm not sure either. Yeah. Uh... <laughs>
7: Personally, I have not been into doing much of excitement. Uh, finished a jigsaw puzzle, a thousand pieces. I'm quite proud of that. Um, and uh, doing a little writing and uh, cartooning, and uh, that's the gist of it.
2: Very cool. I love that you have hey, the B-movie yep. poster on the wall behind you.
7: I know, <laughs> yes. It's it's, a, it's our treasured family
5: heirloom.
2: Excellent. <laughs> So, Chris, anything to report from Texas? Uh,
5: I just got back the other night. And it still sucks. Um, that doesn't suck. No. I mean, uh, but I, uh, I did go to another uh, secret location. Uh, I was really mum about because I'm afraid of being uh, travel shamed in these COVID times. So, uh, but I did get to spend a week with my granddaughter. Nice. And uh, and my daughter, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, that was really really wonderful. Uh, had an absolute uh, laptop meltdown in El Paso, Texas, on oh. the way. And, you know, oh, just one little quickie for a client. Great, just a little. You know, we're here to we're here for you. When we return to the line, we'll be in you know, it. Blah 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 blah. And it's like Windows just started getting slower and slower. <laughs> and slower it does that what is happening i clicked (laughs) something five minutes ago and my battery ran out it's like what is going so i bought two laptops over the weekend (laughs) took two laptops back over the weekend uh spent an hour and a half on uh tech support a paid tech support call with the uh the audio program manufacturer that i uh that i use for voiceover stuff on the road and got nowhere And I finally decided to try a Windows recovery to roll it back to, you know, like the week before we left. And all of a sudden it worked halfway decent. It's like, what in the world has gone on here? So.
2: So whatever porn site you visited between then and now, don't go back there.
5: That's it. (laughs) By the way, speaking of that, you know how I'm on this tear about. I really can't stand this stupid, smarmy thing with branding and advertising where everything is now an adverb. There's freshly, there's womply, <laughs> there's, you know, uh, computerly, whatever it is. Yeah,
2: the you know. reason for that is because they've run out of dot-coms, so they have to yeah. make up words to, so right, that they can right, get right. the dot-com.
5: So how long is it going to be before we get a porn site called Glee? So, you know. <laughs> come to Glee.com and... They're all the best. You'd, I'll
2: Whatever. bet you there's 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 one. Let's let's try.
5: There's, there's got to be.
2: Fuckly.com. We can com. have... There is a fuckley.com and it is a porn site. All right, so there, there you go. go, folks.
5: There <laughs> it is. I knew it had to be. In keeping with the branding uh, of today. Yep.
1: Leukemialee.com. <laughs> yeah. We could have a website know. with all the various stats that have to do with the fump that Lee sites could do, so it could be fump Lee. Hey um, Lee
2: we can make it Fump.lee. so we we can have Lee take over all like the stats and, and I'll, I'll you know we can train him in Google Analytics and let him figure out all of that nonsense because I don't understand it
5: he would have his own TLD, Lee it? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. which is to say that no I wasn't on any porn sites on that
1: computer and I wasn't doing anything else <laughs>
5: which is to say I wasn't doing anything interesting either. So there you
1: go. Oh, just to That's interject, because uh, Chris, um, to alleviate your uh, whatever you said, it was uh potential travel shame or whatever. Uh, something else that happened this week is uh, I'll cut out all the details to save time. But I managed to figure out a way to go to the Midwest and see my family for the first time since uh, since um, MarsCon of 2020. So, oh, my
5: gosh. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that would be March 1st or 2nd was the last time I saw any of them. So, yeah. So it's been I'm over a year. Be, um, yeah. Hmm? Been over yeah. a year. Yeah. Yeah. So uh so yeah. in about, you know, I, I had I had my first Christmas away from my family ever in my life this past Christmas. So, and I'm, and it's like I'm not in a state of like I have to say that I'm going to go nuts. It's like I'm fine. Um I'm just thinking of it in terms of, well first of all, I am I am much far... I am I am far past, you know, the two weeks of, um, of, uh, of of you know, getting my second shot. So I'm fully vaccinated. Uh, and everyone in my family and everyone in my immediate bubble here is fully vaccinated. And uh, it's like, I you know, I don't say this to be like gloom and doom, but, you know, it is still... There is still a decent percentage of chance that FumpFest might not happen and might have to be, you know, at home. We don't want it to yeah. be, but it might be. So I don't want to just say like, well, I'll just wait until FumpFest and see them. And then if FumpFest doesn't happen, it'll be like I waited three months for nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I'm like, all right, I figured out a way with my work schedule. It's going to be like a quick six-day trip. I'm going to spend a couple days hanging out with uh, Carrie and Alexander and Josh, and then a couple days uh, hanging out with my mom, my sister, and, and my brother JT, and his wife Susan, and my nephew Max. And somewhere in there I'm sure I'll uh, be able to uh, – you know see stephanie at least for like a meal to hang out with her so it'll be like kind of you know <laughs> no, no, no. go to hot indian yeah oh but that's in minneapolis never mind so. and i'll just i'll just bring like my ian puppet with me and just <laughs> go up to sarah's house to the window like hello <laughs> hello <laughs> <laughs> she'll she'll be in bed she won't be able to get up and stop me hello <laughs> hello <laughs> <laughs> until she calls the cops and then i'll run away yeah <laughs> anyway so yeah that was cool anyway we do that. that's so, a good thing so Show.
2: chris and or craig um give us a quick intro to this song we'll give it a listen
7: take it uh it's uh it's a song about uh why i like simon's barbecued kettle chips it just it's I wanted to do a song which was complete nonsense, which kind of went along the uh, My Cat is Afraid of the Vacuum Cleaner kind of insanity type vibe. And uh, this is what came out of it. Oh, boy.
2: All right. Here is Why I Like Simon's Barbecued Kettle Chips by Power Salad.
3: This is my entry In the Why I Like Simon's Barbecue Kettle Chips contest There was nothing in the rules that said My entry could not be a song And man, oh man, I love those chips Best damn chips in the whole wide world Yum, mighty yum Yum, yum, yum This is my entry In the Why I Like Simon's Barbecued Kettle Chips contest There was nothing in the rules that said I couldn't use a little salty language Don't believe I crossed the line And Christian Bale said it's okay Yum, mighty yum Yum, yum, yum This is my entry in the Why I Like Simon's Barbecue Kettle Chips contest. There was nothing in the rules that said I couldn't make false statements about Christian Bale. And while I'm on the subject, Brahma, gula, Yum, mighty yum, 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 yum. This is my entry In the Why I Like Simon's Barbecued Kettle Chips Contest There was nothing in the rules that said I couldn't say an evil incantation You may be feeling weak now And hear buzzing in your ears Yum, mighty yum, yum Yum, yum, yum This is my entry In the Why I Like Simon's Barbecued Kettle Chips contest There was nothing in the rules that said I couldn't fill your car with lots of hornets That'll cause you to make a wrong turn And drive 80 miles to a customized hellscape Modeled after the movie Pan's Labyrinth And that Eric Roberts film about the talking cat A place where it rains, spirograph pins, Where your phone is filled with hedgehog memes and fire ants Where you hold a gender reveal party for the creature under your bed And no one bothers to check the registry Where you just can't tell If the Raisin Bread is old Or if that's just the way The Raisin Bread is Where the only single sound for miles Is the drumming of Mirror Universe Buddy Rich A horrible drummer, but a really nice guy, where your old high school geometry teacher reduces you to a pool of tears, which your neighbor converts into a jacuzzi, where affluent zombie chipmunks send you nasty letters that... I'm
5: sorry, I'm sorry, but the contest rules expressly prohibit the sending of nasty letters by affluent zombie chipmunks. You are hereby disqualified. And the bag of Simon's Barbecued Kettle Chips goes to the runner-up, Christian Bale. Any words, <laughs> Mr. Bale? Yum,
3: freaking yum. Yum, yum,
5: yum. Well said.
2: You guys got ripped off. <laughs> I
7: know. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <How do you laughs> chips now. At the end was just uh, Graham Chapman, and he did it.
2: Nice. Yeah, there's I'm definitely afraid. a My Cat is Afraid of the Vacuum Cleaner vibe in that song, especially towards the end when it just kind of... Yes. you know, It had going. a lot
7: of ideas, which I wasn't sure what to do with. I loved the idea of Mirror Universe Buddy Rich, but I didn't know how to do it, so it just seemed like, throw it in here. <laughs>
2: So, I, I, yeah, I could see this. Like, uh, yeah, I have a whole bunch of ideas I don't know what to do with. Let's put them all together in a song and see what happens.
5: Yep. We have a long history of uh, utilizing Buddy Rich for <laughs> yeah. comedic effect. Uh, going way back to the Zot Theater days on radio in college. Uh, there was a sketch we did in Zot Theater uh, that would, was lampooning these uh, incredible cards. These Hey, son, you know, uh, I think there really was such a product, you know, like nature facts on cards and whatnot. Did you know the Ibex is a, a creature from, you know, a, a from Africa? And it goes, ours were, did you know the first president of the United States was a mutant? Really, Dad? Wow, tell me more. My son, he's so gullible. Hey, <laughs> here's some incredible cards. And it goes to the end, you know, hey, Dad, can I have some more incredible cards? Well, I'm sorry, son, but you see, last night... Buddy Rich broke into our house and stole them all. Oh, order yours today. <laughs> or that that kind of thing. Or uh, we had a Charlie Brown thing where he's freaking out. In fact, this predates our, uh, this was early shadowings of our Circus So What sketch about, you know, Miss Othmar, Charlie Brown and all that. Charlie Brown starts freaking out. I'm sorry, Miss Othmar, are you saying something? Speak English, woman! <laughs> Tonight, a very special You're Going Insane, Charlie Brown, with special guest Buddy Rich as the executioner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't forget.
1: And but then I, there's, yeah. uh, there's yeah. the uh, um, Mr. McPoodle uh, thing. <laughs> it's like the yes. face of jazz drummer Buddy Rich. Oh, buddy. that's right. That will become <laughs> all too clear.
5: <laughs> yes, now you see the progression as we...
2: Buddy we Rich keep, is a keep... running gag for Power Salad. Who knew?
5: <laughs> exactly, and from before he died too. Actually, <clears throat> strangely enough, I was in Cal- I
7: was in California visiting my grandparents, and we uh, they dropped us off at Grauman's Chinese Theater, and Buddy Rich's uh, tour bus was there. I don't know if that has anything to do with my obsession with Buddy Rich, but I saw his bus there. Now, if that bus could talk. Yes, so I'm it it would be uh R-rated.
5: Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're not my kind of people. Not at all. <laughs> so, so, for you Seinfeld fans, that's where that came from. <laughs> uh well, yeah, we uh we're back with a, you know, we're back with a new tune. And uh there's going to be there's another one in the queue uh for June that'll be uh coming up on the Thump. and also Uh, one that's in my email that will be recorded as soon as I can clear my deck and my brain. (laughs) And, uh, and what's that one called again? Oh, it's called Crosby stills dishwasher safe and young.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, so Craig, for this song, did you give him any guidance for the music or anything, or did you you just give him the lyrics? Ukulele. All I said
5: was ukulele. Okay. With a question mark. Yes. Which I turned into a period, because I had one hanging on the wall. That's the only reason. Or else I would have had to try to do a ukulele sound on guitar, and I just happened to have one. Can't play it, but I have one. So I guess I can figure out. Uh, better write it in the key of C, because uh, <laughs> it's <about laughs> as much as I can get here. So
2: I've never played a ukulele. I've always wanted to try.
5: Well, it's not a guitar. <laughs> that's the first <laughs> thing you'll find out. It's like, oh, because when people talk about tuning a ukulele and they go, my dog has fleas. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you singing? My dog has fleas. Where does that come from? What does it mean? And I'm a musician, you know, almost half a century. I'm No, I have been playing bass for half a century. Ah, that's bleh. But what is this? My dog has fleas. And that's when I realized that's the melody that you tune
1: uh ukulele too. you know e, wasn't e, that like C, in looney G Tunes egg? and stuff it's what now wasn't that weren't wasn't that used in looney Tunes quite a bit or, or like old old timey cartoons where you'd see someone tuning a guitar i i seem to think i seem to remember picking it up from cartoons i don't know
7: <laughs> I, I think there's that one thing where Bugs bunny would play all the notes and then the last note would cause the explosion yeah that's yeah. a ding
2: ding 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 ding. ding. ding, ding. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: yep, yep, yep. But I've heard that my dog has fleas, too. And I don't know from where. And I don't have a ukulele. I've never tried tuning one, for sure. (laughs) No, you dumb rabbit! There you go. Um, Bumpcast, now with orchestral bells. (laughs) We always needed more orchestral bells.
6: Yes,
5: I got a fever and the only cure is more orchestral bell. <laughs> crazy, it's just crazy, but uh, yeah, I think we're back in the, in the salad mode with this one. I'd like, to, I'd like to think so anyway, you never know. Cool,
2: yes, I, I enjoy the salad mode.
5: A la salad mode, salad a la mode.
2: Salad a la mode. No, I'll just take the a la mode. You can keep the salad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. do you guys have anything you'd like to plug? Uh,
5: Do we? <laughs> um, Our CDs are really affordable on Bandcamp. Uh-huh. Because they're in my closet and I got it. You know, I would like to, you know, have you have them, folks. So powersalad.bandcamp.com, you know. And hopefully at some point we'll get around to another album. That is a
2: great sales pitch. I (laughs) have these. I would like you to have these now. Yes,
5: please (laughs) have this. Because I have too many. And I have more CDs coming. And I can't put them all where they are. Yeah, I just shipped a whole
2: bunch of them to to Chris out this morning. So he's he's going to have to make room.
5: This one, by the way, is the cassette master for vaudeville.
2: Yeah. What do you ah, have to, is there anything special it, you have to do to master a cassette?
5: Not really. I mean, I did have the audio mastered by an engineer to sound good on tape. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, I just did, okay, this is side A. This is side B. And I've got, uh, I've got a, prof- I've just got a profession, an old, it's, it's an old one a professional rack mount uh CD player, which I have going directly into my deck, which Craig you would recognize because it's uh actually one model up from what we used to have at the the uh the station, the radio station. <laughs> room A. Yeah, exactly. Which doesn't exist anymore. Well the room exists, but the radio station's gone, so yeah. they moved halls. They moved into more uh they moved into more uh spacious digs in another hall on campus no longer gazzotta hall yeah gazzotta hall it's it's no longer so it's in our memories now
1: i have a question for chris but this might (laughs) this would probably end up better being a conversation off of our show but um so now that my (laughs) error now that my roommate erica has moved out uh i have a little bit more room in my apartment and i am uh you know once i have the time which i want to be relatively soon i want to figure out a way to set up a you know permanent or semi-permanent place for me to record my voice for uh for things and for potentially doing voiceover for animation because i want to kind of get like recommit myself to like making that a a track of something i could try to do uh to make money outside of uh you know my um my uh my delivery job so Uh, it's like, do you know of any places that basically, you know, I can like Acme, like do a thing and then a big crate will show up and it'll be like sound booth for your home here. That's, you know, not insanely expensive or something. Well, here's
2: the thing. Buy a crate, fill the inside with foam, sound booth.
5: (laughs) (laughs) That's usually what, that's usually what a lot of people do. Uh, Yeah, there, there are varying degrees of, uh, it works or not that uh, you get when you go like that yes there are you you know you got everything up to the insanely expensive part i mean yeah somebody will get a whisper room delivered no problem but they're you know however much they are i don't even know how much they are six seven grand i think something like that uh Hmm. uh, there's also gretchen gretchen booths and uh i don't know how much those run but uh i can send you
1: linky linky links yeah, please please send me some linky links. Cause okay. in my mind I was thinking like I'm just gonna go to like friggin' like Home Depot and buy some either super thick cardboard or or super thin pieces of wood and just try to like makeshift build my own little space <laughs> for either out in the main living room or in the in what used to be Erica's bedroom and kinda make it half in the closet and half you know, out or, I don't know. So
2: Really, all you need are those big bubbles from Get Smart and with the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> Cone of silence.
5: Cone of silence. Right? Thank Cone silence, thank you. I Absolutely. couldn't think of what it was called. Honestly, right. a, uh, a really well-stuffed walk-in closet uh, does surprisingly well, as long as you don't have a lot of noise going on on the outside, like lawnmowers and stuff. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't do too bad. I mean, I recorded a, a lot of nice, lucrative e-learning work last week in my daughter's... Uh, walk-in closet, so you know, right, there's always cool. a way, so I, I'll get with you offline about that
1: Yes. Alright, well let's move yeah. on with the show Let's show.
2: move on and, and do some uh news and stuff This
0: is The fun The
3: Zoom where it
2: happened The Zoom where it happened The
3: Zoom where it happened The Zoom where it happened The Zoom area, Survived inside the zoom where it's happened. A box of the Capri Sun We took the whole box Yeah, I know It was dumb Then after that we had a couple
4: cokes We started laughing, telling knock-knock jokes He said Knock-knock I said, who's there? Interrupting cow Interrupting cow Who?
0: That's the Funny Music Project at thefump.com T-H-E-F-U-M-P
3: dot com But
4: I could not be Charlie Yoda's right, I peed. I know the one is 11 at me. HJK, an element of pee in my pants, I pee pee
2: in
8: my pants, I pee, pee in my pants, I am pee, pee in my pants. Right. Well, I'm cruising inside of my pump, pump, right got My hoodie pulled out, but I'm, I'm going yellow eyes. Rocking through the desert just to see what we can see. All the Jawas in the house say, Oh, teeny. All the Jawas in the house say, Oh, teeny. I'm going jowers.
1: Time for Funny Music News. Something, something, something.
2: In the news, uh, Confluence, a science fiction convention in uh, Pittsburgh, has been canceled for this year. However, they are having an online event uh, that weekend instead, taking place July 23rd through 25th. This is an online musical event. Uh, They did one last year. I forgot what they called it, but uh, Con Musical, I think, or something like that. This one's called Come On Two Ends something. Um, will feature a pre-recorded set pre-recorded sets by Terrence Chua and Nightwatch Paradox live set and songwriting presentation by Grant Livingston plus other sets by Sarah Shea the Fifth Sister, Kiva Barbara Carrick, Kenny Young and the Eggplants and Amy Inglehart. with more to be announced plus open filking and a whole bunch more filk programming. Um... The event is going to be free, but donations to the con will be uh, appreciated. The Zoom info and link will be published on the Confluence website and their Facebook event page uh, when that's ready. Their website is confluence-sff.org. If you just search for Confluence and Sci-Fi, you'll find it. All right. Killy Dwyer is producing a show for dogs, which she calls Dogotainment. Killy says... This interactive online theatrical experience for you and your dog is presented by the Dawn to Clown Festival and is a digital show that will lay the ground for my in-person dog experience launching here in September. Dog will be presented on Zoom on May 29th at 5 p.m. Eastern 2 Pacific and June 2nd at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. Ticket link and more info is at sourgrapesproductions.com dogotainment And she says discounts and comps are available. If you are unable to afford a ticket right now, uh, just contact them and ask. No questions asked. And uh, Richard Cheese sings Viva Las Vegas during the opening credits of the new movie Army of the Dead in a duet with singer Alison Crowe. His song is featured in the first 15 minutes of the movie, which you can find for free on YouTube. Army of the Dead hits theaters on Friday, May 14th, and arrives on Netflix on Friday, May 21st.
7: Uh, Zack Snyder, I think.
2: Yes. And the Logan Awards are still accepting nominations. Uh, If you would like to nominate your favorite song from 2020, go to loganawards.com. I think they're only going to be open for another week or so. I believe the 28th is the last day not sure
1: yeah which is why uh i'm trying to get the uh (laughs) the the new bad report out before then so i can give that a plug before (laughs) it goes away (laughs)
2: makes sense all right uh and luke anything before tour dates uh nope all right uh usual tour dates uh escape from the secret lab featuring dr pinkerton on sundays uh steve goody on thursdays and carla Ulbrich on fridays all online at their respective places and birthdays coming up next Wednesday, the 19th. TV's Kyle! Hey. Kyle! All right. That's it for news. That's it for tour dates. Captain Ambivalent. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, give us a quick intro to this song. We'll give it a listen.
6: All right. Well, um, this is one of my earlier songs. Uh, digging into the back catalog it is the universal question, Are We There Yet?, uh inspired by uh visiting visits by my cousins with their then white little kids and uh i played it for the kids and they began singing it incessantly (laughs) and uh the their parents called me on the cell phone like you know halfway halfway back to their house so that the kids could sing it to me and uh uh, so this and this you're going to show the so the studio version was what was on the uh came out in the feed uh tuesday and you're going to show the video version, which is live. The, the the music part is live. The video part is also live, but it was kind of squished up a little bit to get it to go with the music.
2: All right. If that so makes sense. Here is Are We There Yet by Captain Ambivalent. Are we there yet, daddy? Are we
8: there yet? Are we there yet, daddy? Are we there yet? Are we there yet, daddy? Are we there yet? Are we there yet, daddy? Are we there yet? Are we there yet, daddy? Are we there yet? Are we there yet, daddy? Are we there yet? Are we there yet, daddy? Are we there yet? Are we there yet, daddy, are we there yet? Now my sister has crossed the invisible line that I drew down the middle of the train seat, and I told her not to touch me, but she is holding her finger an inch from my face. Are we there yet, daddy? Are we there yet? Are we there yet, daddy, are we there yet? Are we there yet, Daddy? Are we there yet? Are we there yet, Daddy? Are we there yet? Are we there yet, Daddy? Are we there yet? Are we there yet, Daddy? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Daddy, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Daddy, are we there yet? If you kids don't stop asking if we are there, I will turn this accordion around and go home. I don't want to hear another word out of either of you while we ride the railroad. Are we there yet, Daddy? Are we there yet? Are we there yet, Daddy? Are we there yet? Are we there yet, Daddy? Are we there yet? Are we there yet, Daddy? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Daddy, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Daddy, are we there yet? Are we there yet, Daddy? Are we there yet? Oh please stop asking, we will be there soon.
2: Excellent. I forgot to turn people's volumes back up. Um so so the video for for those of you on the feed, he's like attached a camera to a train and it was riding around the the house, um, which is really cool. It's a neat idea.
6: Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of well, you know, it was pandemic lockdown. I was trying to to uh, do something creative uh, without leaving the house, and uh, you know, like you know that scene in Close Encounters, like where the guy is getting possessed by the aliens and he like tears up his whole house to make this giant model of the mountain. And it's, yes, it was kind of like that. <laughs>
2: Well, it's a great idea. I'm, I may have to steal it, uh, but I don't have any trains, so that's going to be <laughs>
6: that would be a problem.
2: So, what was the inspiration for this song?
6: Oh gosh, I I don't know if it was just specific. I think it was just being around a bunch of little, of uh, of little kids and just thinking about you know they, they they'd had to drive like two hours to get to my house or so or <laughs> or more, um, and it just sort of popped in, and then you know. Because, it, because, of course, it could also be it has a service meaning and then it has deeper levels because you can take it up to a cosmic level or, you know, a political level or whatever pandemic level. That's right. Chris's mind is being blown even as we speak.
3: <laughs> wow, man. <laughs> Deep.
6: Yeah.
2: And, and it is quite the earworm. I could totally see kids singing this for like two hours in the car. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what else to ask you about the song. I dig it. No, 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 <laughs> I I, it yeah. oh. What key is the song <laughs> in G, G. <laughs> G. Okay.
6: when I first started out, almost all my songs were in G because that was the only key that I could figure out how to play on the accordion. Oh, at that interesting. Point. And as, as I've gone on and, and gradually leveled up in my accordion skills, I have branched out into different keys such as, you know, C and D and F and A. And he's working on B. E. <laughs> D. D, C, W, R, yeah. and B. B flat, I, B flat, I got some, but uh, so just like yeah, every year, you just add, add more keys.
2: Yeah, you people who do music, write your song in keys. it's funny. <laughs>
6: They're, no, you know, I, like I, I
2: actually cool. do. I actually write my song in like proper keys and whatnot. And sometimes there's even a key change, not often, but sometimes there is Whoa. in a rap song. There's a key change in a rap song. Figure that out.
6: That's sweet. That takes extra skill. Well, and then, of course, as time goes on, uh, uh, you you kind of get into what I call second puberty and, and your your voice starts to deepen a little bit. Again, so then you have to learn new keys because
2: you can't sing those <laughs> anymore. Yeah,
6: down.
2: yeah. Yeah, shoebox has run into that problem. Worm Quartet because uh, some of his older songs he just can't sing them anymore because they're they're in too high of a key. So he's he's like transposed them down, and he had to like you know. Thankfully, the way he does the music, it's fairly simple to just transpose everything down to whatever key he wants to do it in. But uh, he's had to do it for several songs now.
6: Oh yeah, bunches. Well, somebody was telling me that, that like when Jethro Tull went on tour, they had a ringer just to hit the high notes. Oh, really? Uh, they didn't transpose <laughs> everything down, but just when they got to a high note, that this other guy in the background would would jump
1: in. Oh, that's funny. I know one of the guys from Sticks got in the band because of his ability to do that. <laughs> like they needed they needed him for Lady, and it, it was like that's what got him in the band. That's a true story.
0: Yeah, you're right.
7: I saw um, Billy Joel once uh, do uh, <laughs> perform "Innocent Man," and he he kind of pretended to sing the high notes, but then at the end he just kind of shut up, and you could see that someone else was doing it. So he let people in on the uh, on the on the joke.
2: No, oh, okay. I always wanted to do a parody of that song called "Impotent Man" because I thought the high notes would would work well, but. Um...
1: I've always wanted to write a sketch and this would work better as a visual sketch than a, than a, you know, a, an audio, you know, circus. or so what type thing? Like I can picture on Saturday night live. There's this guy in the Madison, Wisconsin to Milwaukee areas where he mainly works. His name is Pat McCurdy. And he, he makes funny songs. And from what I can tell, he basically figured out like a long time ago, like sometime in the, you know, late eighties or, or mid nineties or somewhere in there like he he would perform at these like kind of bar pub type establishments in madison for all of the you know students um and he came up with, with these songs that they liked and were popular so like all the you know drunk students that would show up every week like would learn these songs just from showing up so often so it would get to the point where it would turn into like these you know everyone is singing along with all these songs they all love so much and then Each year, as one set of students graduates, another set of students comes in and, you know, all the other students are like, oh, you got to come out and you see this Pat McCurdy guy. And it's like the circle of life. He just had this continuous, you know, he always had, you know, new people coming in that would introduce these songs so he could just perform these same. I mean, he makes other new music, too, but he was basically making a living going to like the bars in Madison and Milwaukee doing these same songs over and over. And I know he's still out there doing it because he was doing some like quarantine shows like several months ago. Stephanie was watching them. Anyway, the reason why I, the, the sketch idea is, I've seen him perform so much, and like these, like the students know all these songs so well that he'd just be like, um, you know, like you know, he just start, he'd play that first opening chord. It's like you know, did Saint Paul said the thing, and like everyone would like start cheering, and then he would all immediately start singing along. So I wanted the sketch to be like starting like that, where you hear an audience singing along, and then like. You know, little these little short songlets because you know I wouldn't, and then be like, all right, now the next song is this, and then like each time it's like you sing it, and then like, and then it finally gets to the point where he just goes like, you know, ding ding beer, and like they all start singing, and then he like goes off and he's checking his cell phone, <laughs> and he's like, he's eating a sandwich, he's stuff, and like the audience is all Ugh, like they're just they're filling in all the rest of the song, and he comes back, thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, Luke. There's no reason why Cirque du Soleil can't do video sketches. Uh. <laughs> we don't have to limit ourselves to audio now. I know we're in four different hey, corners of the United States. It's hard.
1: I but. didn't survive this quarantine to not travel out to Austin and invade Chris's house against his will <laughs> so we could record another album. <laughs>
2: uh. Uh, at yeah. some point, we were talking to Captain Ambivalent, though.
5: Yes, I like the train. I like the train.
2: <laughs> I like the train too. I used to have. Excellent. I used to. I spent a lot of time playing with my father's trains in the basements, and then I destroyed one.
6: <laughs> and then you got banned. I'm sure.
2: <laughs> no, it was. They were. They were his trains from when he was a kid. These were the old, like 1950s metal, solid, big, you know, trains. That's and what I have. We had them. I had them set up on a ping pong table. So -hmm. they were up elevated off the ground and I was playing with them and it went a little too fast and it went off the, off the edge and fell onto the cement floor of the basement and it shattered into millions of pieces. Like the, like the biggest piece was like a centimeter. I mean, it just exploded and I was terrified that my father was going to freak out and he just, he, he looked at the pile of pieces on the ground and just started laughing. He's like, I can't believe this happened, you know? And we tried to replace it, but all the replacement engines were plastic and they weren't strong enough to carry the metal trains and the rest of the train. So I ended up just putting them away and I don't think I ever played with them again.
6: Oh, that's a very sad story. (laughs) It is. (laughs) I had multiple engines and, and, you know, there were redundancies built Mm. in.
2: Nice.
1: But you know who else loves trains is uh, Dr. Demento. He does, yes. if you were to post that video in the Dr. Domeno Facebook group, and I, I would hope and assume it would get his attention.
2: <laughs> oh, cool. All right. Yeah, yeah, definitely post that. Yeah, he he would love that. Cool. Cool. So is there anything you'd like to plug? Um I
6: would just like to plug uh, check out my back catalog and social medias and stuff, and the the the, the hub for all that is captainambivalent.com. And that'll take you Everywhere else.
2: All right. Let's do some some feedback. Making the internet absolutely ridiculous.
3: Dementia Radio. www.dementiaradio.org Port
2: 8027 Please
1: hang up and try again. This is the part where there's feedback. 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 You know that segment of the show we do about now? Feedback. Feedback. <laughs> feedback. Draconis. Draconus. Draconis.
2: Draconis wrote... This week on Challenge of the Fumpcast, the battle of the year, month, day, nah, whatever. Captain Ambivalent versus the insane power of Ian Salad. Thank you, Draconis. He told me to read that like the the announcer of Super Friends, and I haven't heard it in so long. I can't remember what the guy sounded like. You <laughs> know, at the Hall of Justice. Nice. Yeah, him. So... Meanwhile, all I know is he had that like weird vibrato. Like, meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice.
1: You know. Oh, oh, wait. are are there more? Are there more feedbacks? No, that's it. Okay, so, um, this week another thing I did this week that I didn't talk about is I went to uh, downtown Disney for the first time to ch- uh, shop at the Star Wars Trading Post and and World of Disney just because I have not I haven't set foot on Disney property since like February of twenty twenty. So that you know, things are cool, uh, and uh, uh, I, I bought. Well, uh, oh, let me show you what I bought. <laughs> uh, because every so often, there's a product that just has uh, Lutsky written all over it, and that would be this particular maquette. for those of you listening to the podcast this is a little maquette of the top of Jafar's staff from Aladdin and sitting on top of it is Iago and the eyes light up to glow so uh the thing is they rarely ever 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 make any Iago merchandise so as soon as I saw this I'm like okay that was the reason I drove an hour to get out here (laughs) to get that um but I also uh filmed a I filmed a uh, uh, Rothschild-style uh, ad for the Star Wars Trading Post um, that is up on my TikTok page. So it's you know it's like come to the Star Wars Trading Post where you'll see you know things, things, other things. And so I you know I don't want to I want to spoil the, the jokes if you want to go look at it on my TikTok or on my I posted it on my other social media as well. So look for that from the past week. But somebody left a comment on my TikTok asking why do you sound like Fred from Scooby Doo? And I said. Because um, I'm a lame white guy, I don't know. And she's like, "No, I mean you specifically sound like Frank Welker." And I'm like, "This is news to me. <laughs> <laughs> if I sound like Frank Welker, I think I'd be making a lot more money <laughs> and have a and have a lot of actual voiceover gigs."
2: I'll have to look <laughs> like, up that video and let you know.
1: I mean, I did my song "Scoob," where I am, you know, speaking as Freddie Jones in the you know intro and outro of that song. And even I don't think I sound like Freddie Jones, and sounds like me doing the inflections of freddie jones you know with my own stupid voice you know so i don't know anyway that was the thing
2: so we have a third song
1: oh yeah that's right ian
2: yes ian who is not here because he's under the weather uh vaccine day go get vaccinated by insane ian here's that
4: Go get vaccinated.
2: Once again, I forgot to unmute everybody at the end of the song. So <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry about that. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, with this song, I believe we talked about this while Ian was on the show. Is that uh, this was one of those? Th- Every so often, I come, I, I get an idea for a parody, and I think, hey, I wonder if somebody's recorded that. I should play it on Manic Mondays, and I go looking for it. And sometimes they have, and sometimes they haven't. And I was like, I wonder if anyone did a parody of this song called "Got to Keep Get Them Vaccinated" or something like that. And there were a couple of parodies about this song. One of them was about the vaccine, but it was called "Keep Them Separated," and I was like, "It was right there! Come on, you know." So I think we talked about that when Ian was on was on the show either not last time, but like the time before, and he mentioned that he was doing this song. So I'm glad it finally hit the thump because I really enjoy it. That was well done. And people yeah, asking and, uh, in, the, uh, in the chat who did the music, and I don't know. Um, I think it was either Ben or, like, Jace or Austin or one of those people. But I don't know. We can ask Ian. We can find out. We have that power. I'm sorry, what were you guys going to say?
1: I was going to say that um, Ian was uh, had been lamenting about the fact that he put a great deal of effort into his original song, Delivery Boy, uh, and then he... Knocked out this song real quick based on um, what's the original group again? Was that uh, the Offspring? This
2: one was the Offspring. Yeah,
1: Offspring. That's what I thought it was. Okay, so yeah, just that you know the Offspring did their thing, you know, like a little bit, you know, riffing on this, and then Ian decided, well, I'm going to finish the song, and then Ian finished it and just kind of you know got it done fairly quickly. And that uh, (laughs) that delivery boy didn't get uh, you know the the attention or the response that he was hoping for, and then vaccine day you know did get a lot more attention dr tomato played it and made the the top 10 and it's like he was just talking about the phenomenon of making two songs at about the same time where you put a huge amount of effort into one and not as much effort into the other and then the one that had that required much less effort is the one that becomes popular and it happens uh what the the one time that or the time that sticks out the most in my mind for me was um I did my song about the TV show Lost like right after it's or between its third and fourth season when it was like at the height of its popularity and critical acclaim. And I did my surf song called Everybody Get Lost, which I thought was phenomenal and and like super epic. And uh, I put that out, I think, in January that year. And then in February, as my kind of follow up, like, you know, this is something I can just throw together with beats on this, you know, free beat CD I got when I got this software. (laughs) uh, You know, I did too much stuff. And then nobody cared about the lost song, and too much stuff was almost the number one song of the year on uh, dr d it, it uh, got beaten by um uh, Robert lund's uh, Save Us Obama," which uh mm. makes sense because it was two thousand eight right <laughs> so, I mean plus it's also a really good song, so yeah yeah um, but yeah, have there been any has, has that happened to you Devo
2: oh yeah, lots of times um I can't think of any offhand because I wasn't thinking about it beforehand. But, uh, yeah, I know it's 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 funny. It's like I, I'll, I'll put a lot of time and effort into a song and just nothing. And then, like, I'll crank out a song in a weekend. And, you know, and that's my biggest hit. You know, probably the... Probably Dinky McDiddly Boots is probably the, the best example of that. I Because I did that mostly as an inside joke and thought it was going to be a throwaway song. Because, you know... I, 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 you know, shoebox did the thing on my Facebook feed and I wrote the song and I had to rush it to get it done in time for the, the, uh, for Khan on the Cobb where he and I were both performing. Cause I wanted to perform it live on stage in front of him and Chris, you were at that performance. That's right. That's
5: right. That's right.
2: And so I'm up there on stage performing the song for the first time. And that song is one of my biggest hits. People love that song. It's it's a, become a staple of my live shows. And it, I figured it's an inside joke. It was a quick little thing I did. I, I never thought it would be, you know, a, as big as it is. But the funniest thing is listening to people tell me how much they love that song because nobody can remember the name of it. They they're <laughs> they'll come up to me after the show and like, oh, I love that song, doodly flutally snoot,
4: whatever you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that's my favorite part of it but um but yeah i've i've had that happen you know i our, actually our the first song we ever pl- that got played on the dr demento show was i'm bored and uh dave and i came up with that song on friday night at an event that we were at that was exceedingly boring we recorded it saturday morning and sent it off to dr demento either that saturday or that monday I forget I forget which. So I mean it was literally just a quick overnight thing that we did and and it was the first song that we got played. So
5: I think for me it was uh corn beef and cabbage <laughs> <Yeah>. because
2: <laughs> that makes sense, yeah.
5: I, I was just, you know, sitting there going like I cannot believe this stupid unbelievable uh peanut butter jelly thing has all these views. It's <laughs> it's not even a song. It's it's this, it's that, it's whatever, you know, it was me, you know, kind of feeling sorry for myself that, I, you know, I my symphonic well, creations is. can't get in notice or anything like that. And, is,
8: he anything. and
5: so I thought, all right, I'm going to do the same goddamn thing. And
2: Well, Chris, I told you my idea for this and what I'm planning to do, so.
5: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: we'll see how that so goes.
5: Yeah. So I probably kind of, you know, I wrote down um, hot, hot in the pot. Uh, In fact, did I even write it down? I may not even have written it down. I may have just gone (laughs) hot, hot in the pot. Mustard and rabbit. Don't forget the horseradish now. And then I did the digital slice and dice and turn it into that. And the rest is history, as they say. There's
2: even an animated video or or parts of it are animated. (laughs)
5: I should do another one as
2: a food trilogy. You should.
6: (laughs) Oh yeah. All
2: right, let's do some teasing. Teasing, Teasing—he's a teasing kind of guy. And I have a joke. Yeah. Teasing. Tomorrow's song is by Dave Stagner. Woo. Dave. Tuesday song is by Bad Beth and Beyond. And this week's Spotify playlist topic is body parts. Because I can.
5: Did you know that there is no name for the back of the knees?
2: Really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is there a name for the back of the elbow? The This, this part here?
1: Hmm. hmm. We it Steve. We
2: call it Steve. Steve. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Captain Ambivalent, plug yourself one more time.
6: Alrighty, righty, CaptainAmbivalent.com. Also, Facebook, newly on Twitter, and liking up more than Facebook. And um, and Bandcamp, Captain Ambivalent, all that stuff. YouTube, Captain Ambivalent.
2: Power Salad, plug yourself one more time.
5: Well, as usual, we are at PowerSalad.Bandcamp.com. We do have a PowerSalad.com, but I have been really lousy about updating it. So it's there if you like. Uh, just as a side note, the BS crew has a new show. It's My Friend Lisa with an L-Y-S-S-A. It's now sketch comedy with uh, not in, in, without the politics, but uh, we're, our second episode is dropping in two days. Uh, and the first one is now on Audible and Apple Podcasts. It's myfriendlisa.libsyn.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And it's a slap happy kind of thing. Same cast, same everything, less Trump.
2: That sounds great. I'll have to look that up. All right, and Insane Ian is at insaneian.bandcamp.com, and that, as they say, is a show. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. I'm Devo Spice.
1: I'm Lumsky, and there's
2: some other people. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast.
0: You can listen live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific at DementiaRadio.org and join us in the chat or subscribe to the podcast feed. Look us up on iTunes and be sure to leave us a review. Feedback for the show can be sent to info at thefunk.com. The Funny Music Podcast is a production of Fidem Interactive, LLC, released under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Shout it to random people on the street. And be sure to visit thefump.com for the latest funny songs. Tune in next week, where you'll hear Luke Ski say...
2: Damn it, do that again. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Would you like a fucking podcast or a non-fucking podcast? Thank you. (laughs) What do you think?